Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Speaking of Mike Schilt, you will hear Mike Schilt coming up later this morning on the Annie and Elston program. That's right. Going to join them, I believe, uh, 10.35 in their first hour of the show today. I I think that's what I heard him say yesterday. So stay tuned after the Ben and Woods program, whether you're listening on 97.3 The Fan, on the Odyssey app, or on the YouTube stream, or Twitch, or Spotify, wherever. Uh, for Mike Schilt, manager of the San Diego Padres, his first interview with our new midday team, Annie and Elston, coming up this morning at 10.35. Looking forward to that. Um, all right, we'll get back to the Padres and, and Hassan Kim and Dennis's mailbag, but I do want to get to see. You said the the audio was raining down from heaven. It was. And it has been the last couple of days. And certainly the reaction to the coaching news yesterday, we told told you about Bill Belichick out in New England this morning. Yesterday, of course, the main focus was on Pete Carroll out in Seattle, and of course, Nick Saban announcing Ooh, his retirement from the Alabama Crimson Tide. 17 seasons. Six national titles, plus the one he won at LSU in 2003. And to me, the uh, the stat that really says it all, and you, you don't have to be a Nick Saban fan, but I certainly respect this one, and I, I had to look and make sure that this was correct. Every single player he recruited to Alabama, if they stuck around for four years, won at least one national title. That There's not one player who came as a freshman Played through their senior year, and at one point during those four years, didn't win at least one national title under Nick Saban. Every single one of them. And if that doesn't tell you that he's the greatest college football coach, I mean, if not so of all never time, more than a four-year gap where he in, didn't in win. modern in modern football history. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think there really is much of an argument for no. anybody else. If you want to be the, oh, Bear Bryant had more wins at Alabama than Nick Saban, fine. I've got no, I've got no opinion or perspective on Bear Bryant. And in, in, and in this, you know, listen, and I know when you say in this day and age, the day and age has changed. Let's, let's be clear. It has changed uh, from when Nick Saban started winning national titles at Alabama. It changes every year. Um, We were driving in uh, this morning. We both listened to D.A. debating, um, talking about, all right, well, who's the better coach? Who's more accomplished, Bill Belichick or Nick Saban? I really have to lean towards Nick Saban for a couple of reasons. Obviously, your team changes every single year. The other thing is you're coaching children, you know, kids. They're they're they're, they're men, but at the the end of the day, they're in college, 
and their kids and you're getting them to be disciplined and focus and, you know, execute all the things he talks about all the time. Um, I it, it doesn't it doesn't get any better than Nick Saban as far as a college coach goes. It just doesn't or a, a football coach. Um, I've grown to like Nick Saban more and more. The older I get, the more I appreciate Nick Saban. Uh, and I'm that way with a lot of people, but he's he's definitely one of them. He, he has grown on me these last few years. Um, I don't I perceive him as a pretty good man that really does genuinely care about his kids. Um, and I love his coach speak. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Some of the best coach speak I've ever heard. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Both my kids, by the way, say that at home, which is fantastic. <laughs> Both of them. I'm not going to, so quit asking. It's great. Um, but I just, it's a huge, huge loss for Alabama. It's huge. Yeah, and there wasn't a, a ton of smoke leading into it. I, I think there has been, the last couple of years, he started to get the questions about how much longer do you think. But he didn't leave a trail of breadcrumbs leading to this day. It's not like the Belichick. That's no, like right. We, no, where there's speculation yeah. for weeks or months that it was going to, to happen. It it came as a shock to at least a good chunk of the Alabama fan base. It came as a, I mean, they celebrated it at Auburn. I mean, they, they celebrated like they just won a national title. The fact that, if that doesn't tell you how That's good respect, of a coach Nick man. Saban is, the fact that his rivals are celebrating his retirement should tell you right there. But, yeah, Alabama fans were uh, were sad yesterday, Woods. Yeah, none more than um, <laughs> Roll Tide Willie. Who's Roll Tide Willie? Roll Tide Willie uh, does. Uh, he's a, maybe the biggest Alabama fan ever, and uh, he does. This is he just does commentary on on Twitter, and uh, let me find his account here. It is really really something else. But he was. I mean, this was a huge. Yeah, Roll Tide Willie and Chad. Uh, Chad is his buddy, and Chad will film Willie's reaction, and he got some live. Uh, reaction yesterday. Chad may be an evil genius. Could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. Here we go. Willie. Yes. Just got the news, didn't we, Willie? Yeah. I ain't too excited about that. I know it, but look here. All good things come to an end. Yeah, but my main man is stepping down. I know it, but listen. Some crazy coach day is. I know it. Can't everybody beat him. I, I know it. Look, listen, listen, listen. He's the greatest coach ever was. He's the greatest. He'll go down as the greatest coach ever. Listen to me. But listen. This right here hurts. I know it hurts you, and it hurts me. It hurts every Bama fan. And everybody that's not a Bama fan should appreciate the greatness that he's and done for college football. He is the greatest coach of all. He's the greatest one there ever was. Well, nobody ever beat him. They did. I know but... it. Look. It hurts, but you know Nick Saban. He it's time for him to retire. I don't like him retiring, but you but know who's going to fill his shoes? He's right here. It's going to fill him. Will you they hire the me? Job. I will take over. I know it, but listen, listen, listen. And one day I will do. I am not going to put up with paying the players. Well, what? <laughs> That's players. just one of those things that's no, not they, they, to do they done stupid by doing that. That's reneged. He retired now. He couldn't get his players to do what he wanted to do on account of that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't funny, Willie. I ain't, I ain't li- it ain't funny. It Man, is. You, you're right. Listen to me, though. Nick Saban's the greatest coach ever. There ever was. There's another thing that transfer, honey. You go to the university, we paying you Pause. to go there. To-
He called it the uh, transfer huddle. It, the, the word he was looking for was the transfer portal. That transfer huddle, you go. Right. This is the transfer portal, Willie. That transfer huddle, you go to the university, we pay and you to go there. You're not. Go stay there until you retire. You retire. Till you graduate, you all right. Yeah. Hell, I'm all upset. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. That's all right. It's probably You're the 14 Miller Lights, right, too. Mad. It's all right. Look. We're going to be all right. What's the name of the guy with the camera again? Chad. Chad. Chad's a genius. So Chad basically buys him a case, has him drink it, then turns on the camera, posts it, and collects whatever like YouTube royalties he's getting out of, I mean, of, it's, of Willie. This is gen- he's an evil genius. some of the purest, purest gold that you can find. <laughs> like It is like a river of it. It's melted gold. You just dip your cup in. And uh, and drink from it, but yeah, roll tide, Willie. Yeah, Steve, is this is real? No, that is that is absolutely no, real. That was bro, not a skit. That that's, was that's real. Not a skit. It is taken. <laughs> the video is taken literally in the backwoods. He has no shoes on. There is a Miller Lite can at his feet, and he is. That seems to be his bit. He doesn't wear shoes. Doesn't wear shoes. He's in the woods for a lot of these videos that they film. I think if I was going to turn my program over, I my gut tells me. That Roll Tide Willie, he runs that program into the ground. It's just my, that's what my gut tells me. There's some troubling redneck stereotype tropes going on with the lack of shoes and the the accent and the drinking, obviously. But the passion is real, I think. The The passion passion for Alabama football is absolutely authentic. I mean, you hear the pain. Like, he's legitimately devastated by Nick Saban retiring. Nick Saban is a deity in, in Tuscaloosa. You know, he is, he is. He is worshipped in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, Roll Tide Willie, I would, I'm definitely going to, we're definitely going to go to that well uh, again at some point. Uh, but yeah, I, I was, that's the reaction that you're getting today. People are devastated about Nick Saban. I saw again one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen about Nick Saban and his future. And it said, can we just do like a, like a bar rescue type situation with Nick Saban where he just goes and helps a different program every week. And I thought that's one of the more genius things I've ever heard in my life. I would, I would totally I'm watch here that in San show. Diego, California. Yeah. Here I am in San Diego, California, working with the Aztecs. And it starts like those shows do by first exposing all the things they're doing wrong. You know, like in the bar rescue, they're not keeping the, the well clean, the bathrooms are filthy, kitchen nightmares like with Gordon Ramsay, just disgusting. And he goes in with his white gloves and, you know, this is what you're doing, this and this. And then (laughs) by the end of the episode, they've started to fix things. The the program is on a better track and he leaves them in a much better place than when he left. And it's a real feel good story. Bar rescue, (laughs) coach, uh, program, Saban. I mean, look, he can have guests come in like, um, uh, we need a caller for take on our uh, real or fake on Thursday. So yep. dial right now eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We're going to play in like a minute. But like, hey, your weight room is is <laughs> horrifically outdated. Look at this; they haven't had these machines in forty years, right. and you're still using them. For, you get your weight guy in there to give him a whole new set. Like, hey, and uh, welcome to your new weight welcome room. Welcome to your brand new weight room. It's, Y'all's it's, playbook it, is I, it, that would be a genius show. Y'all's playbook is in a spiral notebook. <laughs> I think we can fix that. You get your iPads, yeah. your you players. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. And uh, yeah, man, like he'll be missed. You're still running the triple option. I mean, uh, no one other than Air Force has used that. No, we're going to install a good West Coast offense for you here, get you on track, and get your program up and running. It was, 
It was a shock. I was shocked when I saw. I was shocked when I saw Pete Carroll. I was shocked when I saw Nick Saban. I'm not so shocked for for Belichick. But man, like you got some guys out there now. You got some teams that need need coaches. I saw this on Twitter. I'm not sure if this is the truth, but you know how weird people are. They go and start tracking stuff and I heard Dan Lanning is already interviewing in Tuscaloosa. I don't know if I'd buy it. I saw um, that too. There was a, a reporter in Alabama that worked with the University of Alabama prior to where he's at now, and he said, I've got people in there. Dan Lanning's in Tuscaloosa I know, tonight. I, but insane. I heard someone in Oregon say he, Dan Lanning was in Eugene like this afternoon, so unless he was on the Concord, there was no way he could be <laughs> in Tuscaloosa that evening because he was in Eugene that afternoon. Um, I don't know what to believe at this point. Nor do I. I He's mean, the favorite, the, though. There's already uh, he is the betting, the betting favorite. Odds, yeah. He is the favorite to replace well, Saban. And, and you know, it's such a ripple effect too. You throw a pond, you throw a, a, a rock in a pond, and it's not just the splash; it's all the ripples. So now, if you're an Alabama recruit that Nick Saban recruited, now you're like, I don't know, I don't know. I wanted to play for Nick Saban. Somebody else calls you and says, "Hey, man, it's unrest is never good." The guy could be Ryan terrible. Day calls you, right? Yeah, Ryan Day Kirby calls Smart. you. Kirby Smart. Um, but you if know, you're whoever. if you're Alabama, though, your coaching pool is literally it's, every coach on the planet. It's right? limitless. Is there even an NFL coach who wouldn't consider, consider it. that job? Consider. I would think that he could that, that Alabama, with what they could pay, the resources they can provide could be an appealing job to any football coach on the planet. D'Amico Ryans was a, an assistant under Saban. Houston Texans head coach, got a great quarterback, just made the playoffs. I would take that call, absolutely, if I was D'Amico Ryans. Let me just give you the betting odds here. This came down uh, overnight from Bet Online. Dan Lang is 3-1. to one. Dabo Sweeney, 4-1. to one. Dabo. Dabo has a... Couple of rings. He, well, he has an Alabama buyout in his contract with Clemson. It, no other team except for Alabama will he, Kiffin, he be able to be bought out. I think it'd be perfect timing for Dabo to leave Clemson and rejuvenate his career again. And then Deion Sanders is six to one. Why not? Would you? Do you want that gig? Do you want to re- be the person who succeeds? No, Nick Saban. Let's talk about let's let's talk about that when we come back to this. But I want to get to our game today. It's time to play a little real or fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for real or fake on ninety-seven-three. The fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. All right, trying to qualify someone for a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas and concert tickets, Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns on April 11th yes. at the Westgate International Theater. Have you Say been out it again? The... You didn't know. Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns. Tom Kiefer was the the singer and songwriter for Cinderella. Wow. Yes. L.A. You, Guns. Have you been out of the room every time I've yes. said this? this I, so you actually get to hear it this oh time. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Woodsy's just fired up our prize Tom like Kiefer 10 notches. and L.A. Guns? Yes. Yes. April 11th at the International Theater. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, let's go with Will is our contestant today on Real or Fake. Hi, Will. How you doing, guys? Good. Good uh, man. Are you a Padres fan, Will? Oh, absolutely. All right. Then uh, I think you've got a shot today. I'm putting in a okay. rule, though. Oh, boy. There's only one <laughs> okay. phone a friend for Woods, because I think you should know these. But I was listening to Annie and Elston the other day, and they started talking about hitting coaches 
for the Padres. And they go, there's been so many of them. You should play a game and just list hitting coaches and try to decide which ones are actually like actual hitting coaches and which aren't. And I texted them. I said, that game's called Real or Fake, and it's mine, yeah. and I'm going to do it. So, Will, today I will name a coach. You have to tell me if they were a real Padres hitting coach during A.J. Preller's tenure as general manager or fake. <laughs> Who has never held the job. Just during Preller's tenure. Just Preller, yeah. And I won't give you a hitting coach from before. It's either a real hitting coach or not. They're all real names, but not all of them were hitting coaches. So, Will, you ready to play? Yes, sir. You have one phone a friend. You need four correct out of seven to qualify for the grand prize. I think you can do this. All right, round one. Real or fake Padres hitting coach? Alonzo Powell. Real or fake, Will? Hmm. I know there's been a couple of Alonso's. I'm going to go fake. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go fake on that one. No, it's real. It's real. You get Ooh. one phone a friend for Woods. All right, round two. <laughs> Terry Kennedy. TK, real or fake Padres hitting coach? I'll go with my uh, phone a friend for here for this one. I'm going to say TK is real. TK is real, says Woods. Will, it's you're up to you to make the final decision. Please be right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, go with, I'll go with Woodsy. I think that's All real. Right. Solid. You both ah, he was oh, nodding no. to like, the monster that he is. He was the is. surf dog's head coach, but never a Padres hitting coach. Uh, All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Right, Round three. Right, Let's get okay. on track here. Mark Kotze, real or fake Padres hitting coach? <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I know, I know the name. It's real. <laughs> uh, it's real. Kill your mic. It's re- it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, you guys uh, got yeah. one. Oh, All right, you're on the board. Throat. All right, round four. Luis Ortiz, real or fake Padres hitting coach? Luis Ortiz. I'm gonna go fake. I would have, too. I couldn't remember that. He was. He was actually a yeah. for a interim hitting coach for a month at the end of the oh, season God, oh, under God, A.J. Oh, Preller. Oh, All right, we are now in the torture chamber because <laughs> you need to get the last three right here, Will, in what has turned out yeah. to be a much more difficult game of real or fake than I could have imagined. <laughs> A.J. Preller's only been here for 10 years. All right, round five. Johnny Washington, real or fake Padres hitting coach, Will? I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go fake. Oh, no. Man, wow, I just completely botched that Not one. Not Will's Sorry, day buddy. today. That's oh, okay. Thank you no. for playing, Will. Uh, that means uh, no one goes into the hopper today for Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns at the Westgate. Oh, bummer, oh, no. man. Bummer. Uh, I hate when people uh, lose. Well, you even got one wrong. Alan Zinter. Real. Real. Damian Easley. Real. Real. Okay. God, why didn't you so close? Just start with the easy ones. Let them get some confidence. <laughs> oh, Brutal. Brutal. I even would have missed Luis Ortiz. I, I would, did not either. remember him. That was at all. all under Preller. Yeah, those were all other than Terry Kennedy. He was the only TK. fake. The other six were all real. Oh God! Wow. All right. <laughs> and there was more. I didn't do anyone for the last couple of years because I thought Mike Berdar would be yeah. too obvious. Yeah. Um, Scott Coolball. Scott Coolball. I didn't do anyone for the last couple. Those are all from twenty fifteen through like twenty twenty one. Hitting coaches for the Padres. Wow. Thank you for the inspiration, Annie and Elston. All right, don't do this is coming up next. What is Ken Rosenthal's problem? What is his problem? What is his problem? Cringy column. It's cringy. Beyond. Cringy. We'll get to that coming up next after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Don't do this. I got a little surprise for you, you know what I'm Don't, don't do this. Listen, if I'm if I've said something bad, I mean, tell me I'm a bad boy. You know, just tell me I'm a bad boy. Why? Just why? I get the argument. You don't have to explain it to me. I'm not a moron. Let me tell you why I am a dumbass. It's time for Don't Do This. Don't do this. On 97.3 The Fan. All right, let's um, let's get right to it, Woodsy. Uh, you start us today on "Don't Do This." All right, so Ken Rosenthal wrote a piece in the Athletic detailing some of the uh, the pitfalls and pratfalls. Is that a word? Pratfall sure. of uh, signing players, investing long term in players in their early twenties, much like the uh, Tampa Bay Rays did with Wander Franco. I, based on everything I've seen and read about the situation. Um, in Wander Franco's case, I don't think he's ever going to play Major League Baseball again. He's lucky if he doesn't go to prison. And my guess is the Braves get a lot of that money the back, Rays right? Do. Yeah, they're I would imagine. Have, they're not going to have to pay out that salary. If he's imprisoned and can't play, there are clauses in contracts that are not... It, I know it's fully guaranteed, but it ain't fully guaranteed Correct. against that. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a part of the team, it's fully guaranteed. Now, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, I, there was a couple of things, and, and a lot of people have tagged us in this part. He, he's talking about Wander Franco and his horrific situation, which is so far out of the realm of, of what you thought could happen, and then has to get in his shots at our Superstar Fernando Tatis Jr. saying, essentially, yeah, I mean, look what happened with Fernando Tatis Jr. Signed a huge, huge contract, um, got in the motorcycle accident, got a wrist injury, you know, took Clostaball. Um, it's the same thing. It's not the same That's thing, terrible. number one. But I think I think really the, over, the overarching theme of don't 
pay players when they're young because they're like they could like all older guys do weird stuff too. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just a very weird kind of um portrayal of of investing your money in Julio young players wasn't a rookie. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, and so I I you look at it and go Number one, you don't you don't really need to lump Fernando Tatis Jr. in the Braves with, regretting investing in Ronald Acuna Jr. right, right now. I it, mean, exa- there's a I lot mean, of there's, there's a lot of counter examples as well as, as where teams have been smart by investing in Fernando young stars any, early. Any player in with that conversation, I think, is is absurd because. Yeah. They're, he does say, he says, Tatis's actions were not nearly at the level of those Franco's. Thank you. Well, thank you for that. I, I think for me, the there's reason... There's no smoke, there's no speculation that Fernando might never play baseball again right. because of his heinous crimes. Right, and I think for me, the reason why it's a don't do this, it's, it's a completely unnecessary column. Obviously, every team that signs a player, especially a young one, to a long-term contract, understands there's some risk involved. That's why... Generally, those contracts can be a little more team-friendly because you don't know exactly the finished product that you're getting in seven or eight years. You're taking a gamble on a guy. He's taking a gamble on your organization and sticking around with them. And yes, there's some risk involved with signing a young player, but everybody knows this, Ken. This is not some revelatory genius idea that you just came up with. Oh, you know, there could be some risks involved in signing a really young player to a long-term deal. Yeah, the team knew that when they signed him and they took a gamble on him. And in the case of the Rays, looks like it backfired on on Franco. Other teams, it's been hugely successful with yeah. guys they've signed. His quote of perhaps the team should have proceeded with greater caution, knowing few people in Franco's age range are fully formed adults. It's such a wildly unnecessary take. That's from our buddy Will Holder. Um there is risk in every long-term deal, every single one of them. And many, many people of that age have been signed to long-term deals and have gone on to play and recoup uh, and, and re-up and re-up and re-up. So, yeah, pretty unnecessary column from Ken Rosen. I'm going to update a story that uh, Paulie did yesterday in the Rindle Report. The uh, giant eight-year, $120 million contract extension for Eric Spolstra, which... It turned out yesterday, people were making the point that (laughs) the Heat waited until Spolstra's divorce was finalized to announce the deal as though, you know, perhaps they were hoping to avoid paying some alimony or something like that. But the don't do this, I saw a social media post from Nikki Spolstra, who is the now ex-wife of Eric Spolstra. They were, by the way, she was a Miami Heat cheerleader. They met while he was working with the Heat. They got married. And she said, and I thought this was very interesting, the criticism that she got is kind of do this for me. She said, I'm going to address these comments. Because she was getting, way to fumble the bag. Like, oh, you're so dumb that you let him go right before this giant contract. She says, according to crass, ignorant, uninformed society at large, women can't win. Women can't genuinely be in love with someone successful. No, they're just pretending they're in it for the money. And then if a woman chooses not to be with a successful partner, apparently she's an idiot for letting go of the gravy train and not cashing in on all the money that Eric Spolster is. And I thought it was a... It was a really good point. Everyone who's out there who is making fun of Nikki Spolstra today, oh, you couldn't have stuck it out a little longer to get that big deal. She's going like, I'm an adult, I'm making these decisions, and you're commenting on my life as though I was only in it for the money, and now I've missed out on the money. 
you don't really think about it from her perspective, but she made some interesting points yesterday. I thought on uh, Instagram. Yeah, that's. I, I didn't know people were going after. Apparently, her, yeah, she's been that, getting like people criticizing her first for being a gold digger for marrying an NBA coach, right, and now for being an idiot for divorcing him before he signs a giant contract extension. That's a cold move Isn't that, by the Heat, though, to to wait. And I don't know legally, like if they had already like negotiated it. I don't know how it works. Attorneys, I have no idea how that works. Florida, so yeah, anything could happen. All right, finally, a little doo doo this for a Thursday. So uh, DD Mega Doo Doo. The update on the Cutter Gaultier uh, story that I told you guys about early in the week that's got me by the throat. I love it. So he uh, refused to specify on his refusal to play for the Flyers. Okay, he said it was a personal decision. I don't want to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. It has uh, led people to speculate wildly, right, about why that happened. Now, one guy got dragged into it. His, his, basically his mentor, a guy named Kevin Hayes. He plays forward for the St. Louis Blues. People are saying, oh, it was Hayes that got in his ear. Now, he's, a, again, a mentor of this guy. He played for the Flyers. May have had some things to say, but there's no proof behind that at all. So this podcast gets on, and they say, no, I've got it under good authority that it was Kevin Hayes that influenced this kid. So now he's on Philly's list as well. Does that make sense to you guys? Um, you know, former disgruntled player got traded as well. Say, hey, kid, you don't want to play for them. They're a bunch of turds. Could have happened, could not have. Padres draft some superstar. Yeah. He talks to Juan Soto. Soto. Juan Soto's like, no. Don't do it. Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. But So, essentially, this guy's been getting dragged. Death threats. The whole bit. Philly fans, right? They're going after Kevin Hayes pretty hardcore. Uh, their head coach, John Tortorella, the, the Flyers head coach, is doing a press conference yesterday. This is a couple days ago. A couple I days ago. It. Listen to this. The, is the guy here, is there... Doesn't Uh-oh. the guy here that that caused Kevin Hayes a problem? Yes. You? Yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> do you think Kevin Hayes is going to do something like that? It's. Any last question? letting the first by It just it pisses me off that, that you guys <laughs> throw stop. that around and affect someone's life. No, Kevin Hayes and I had a problem. Uh, we couldn't come to an agreement how to play. That's a good man. That's a good man, and, and what you said is going to stay with them. It'll, it'll. That's what you guys don't understand. You say something, and you're going to sit there and say you have the right sources. I call. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. He must be done. The that is that the podcast? Oh, Excuse God. me. Is that that silly podcast you guys do? It is a podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. The silly podcast. I loved every second of that. that so great. that is the head coach of the Flyers talking about a former, former player. Flyer yeah, now the who's blue. now with another team, but he's saying that's a good guy. That's a good man. You you put a target on his, his back, reputation. yeah, and you put a target on his back. Wow, Torts does not mince words, man. He just does not mince words. Woo! There we go. That's is- don't and do do this for a Thursday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we all know the Padres are going to need their superstars to come through. But I want to take a look at the threesome that is left after the Juan Soto trade. Love a threesome. We, we a do. threesome would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun, especially if they all have good seasons. But the value that each of them is needs to bring, got a little hypothetical situation, we're going to 
put on our speculative hats when we come back, Padres fans. Next with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about hmm i don't know it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers we have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow is the day for uh, kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Remember, uh, they come on after the Scraby show now. It's Correct. 7 o'clock Friday nights, previewing all the weekend's NFL action. And uh, are we going to do picks today, later, or are we going to do them tomorrow? Paulie for says our tomorrow. NFL games? Tomorrow? Okay. Yeah. Uh, they'll do their picks tomorrow as well. I just figured we'd wait till Probably tomorrow. do it tomorrow. Just wait till Friday, tomorrow. Something. We need to save something for Friday. Absolutely. Uh, Boomer People and Valenti. love to hear your picks. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. And by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. So there is a path, I think, for the Padres to have a really, really good 2024. It wasn't quite as clear-cut as last year's path. You're a sweet kid. You are a sweet, (laughs) sweet kid. Last year's path was pretty obvious. Just show show up and... Show and go. Everyone play like you should, and and you're going to roll right to a huge season. Didn't work out. This year's path is a little less... A little more cloudy. As it stands today, sure. The roster is going to look different in a month or so. And we don't even know what it completely looks like. But I know exactly where it starts. And we'll get to that right after traffic here on 97.3 The Fam. Now, I've been a Padres fan my entire life. And I have gone into seasons with completely delusional (laughs) aspirations for the team. Like when you're hoping... 
Well, I mean, you know, if, if Joey Cora hits 27 home runs, I think we could have a really good year this year. And just imagining things that couldn't possibly. If every single infielder has the best year of their career, I think the Padres could be a playoff team this year. Phil Plantier is going to find the next <laughs> level. level. He's going to lock it in, and it's on. It's on. Adam Eaton takes the next step next and wins step. a Cy Young Award. Yeah. I think the Padres pitching rotation could really carry them into a September pennant race. What I wouldn't do to go back and get audio of you and our beloved Craig right. Elston oh, yeah. uh, pre-game, you know, pre-season, and just like now, Craig would be the more level-headed. I'd be the more optimistic of the of the duo back then. But oh, those were some of the worst worst teams. Well, the funny thing is too about that is that. You are a, a, a glass half full type of person, and because you work on the flagship, though, people think that you have to be that. That's genuinely who he is, and by the way, it's genuinely who he's always been. It is long before ninety seven three. The fan was a a glint in your eye, my friend. It is, and this year there is an element of that to what the Padres need to do to be successful. But the good news here is that when I say the Padres are going to need at least one of their stars to have a career-type season, it's not a crazy thing to expect that of a Fernando Tatis Jr., a Manny Machado, or a Xander Bogarts. You're not asking players who've never done it before to, do to it. all of a sudden step their game up seven levels and all, point. to make it competitive. You're asking three guys who have put up in various you know places and times in their careers outstanding numbers and you're just asking them to to match the high end of those numbers yes you know and and you do that you're starting in a really good place now you can't they can't do it alone and there's still work to be done but it's hard to imagine the Padres overcoming mediocre average seasons by all three of those guys you know, yeah, if Manny I, I, doesn't have a better year than last year. Xander, you know, has another slow start. Or well, Tatis he had a fast is, start and a slow middle. Yeah, and a slow middle. Or, or Tatis doesn't, you know, quite, quite come back going. from where he was. You know, even though he did some good things last year, Padres don't have the firepower to overcome that. But so I think obviously they're going to need something special from that threesome. They're gonna they're gonna need a, a really biblical performance from one of those so, guys. And, and here's my question then, my hypothetical. If you could pick one of those three guys and say, This guy is gonna be locked in and gonna have one of the best seasons of their life in twenty twenty four, which is not a not a crazy thing to ask. No, it's you know, not. Which one would you pick? And then the other two, you're like, take my chances. They may have average or above average or slightly below average. You're taking your chances on the other two, but you can guarantee one of those guys is going to have a phenomenal season. Which one to you would you pick as the guy you want to be the driving force for the 2024 Padres? I think there's only one answer really? to this question, and I think it's Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I think it starts and stops with him, <laughs> and I think he has by far – the highest ceiling of any of those guys. You're not wrong about that, but I think you're absolutely wrong in your answer for that. And he, and here's why. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is the guy of those three that I most would just take my chances with. I don't think he can have a bad season. Yeah. Honestly, Knock he's too... Wood. Well, I mean, you know, anyone can get hurt, whatever. But I think he's too athletic, he's too talented, he's too good defensively, that even... 
like last year when he had a pretty, for him, I think mediocre season, it's still really special. To me, I think Xander Bogarts is the guy that I would want to have like a career season. If you know Xander's mashing, I'll take my chances with Manny. Consi- so, the yeah. consistency of Manny, the floor of Tatis, and just what he can bring That's athletically. And to me, if Xander is the one who jumps up and does like the maximum of what we saw in Boston when he was leading them to a title, to me, he's the one you start with. Like If you're a Padres fan, you want one guy to have a really great season. I'm starting with Xander Bogarts this year Xander, as the guy I'm hoping on. His best year yeah, would please, have been Paul. 2019. Uh, 33 bombs, 117 RBIs, 309 batting yeah, average, that's nasty, 384 yeah. OBP. It, if they get that, something OBS. right around that from Xander Bogart. And I take my chances with the other two. And maybe they also have good seasons. I think I that's, misunder- a, that's a... That that's pretty special right there. Maybe and, I misunderstood the, okay. the, the gist of the question. For me, Tatis is the youngest... He is, he has the most, I think, to prove. Um, he also has the ability, Ben, to hit 50 bombs and steal 50 bags. He does. He has the ability to win an MVP. Not that the other two don't, you know. But I think, I think f- number one, it will be the prettiest MVP season you've ever seen. Uh, it will be far prettier than anything Xander and Manny can put together, I think. Um, it will be five tools across the board. It will be Tatis' best season of his career. Will be amazing. Could could look like fifty-five bombs, a gold glove. Will be amazing. So for me, he's also, and we've said this before. Like he is the guy that everybody should kind of put their ego aside a little bit and say, "All right, your kid, you're it. We ride." You know that. In my opinion, that and I've heard that from a lot of baseball people that said, no, people should be following him. Give him the keys. Give him the reins and and get on his back and let's see what he can do. So for me, I think it's more important to the to the long-term health of the franchise as well. But that balloon needs to pop. You know, that it really, really does. I think there is an argument, though, also to be made for Manny Machado. No doubt. And and the argument for Manny and going, I would love to see the career year out of him and take the chances with the other two guys, coming off the injury, just to guarantee that he he's healthy and we've seen what the Padres can do when Manny is at his best. And I, well, that how was many actually, times did when, I say this last year? That was actually, Manny had that season, that MV, a second in MVP, when he wasn't. Really, he was and, on one leg and, half the and year. And how many times have I said over the last few years, as Manny goes, they go. so go the Padres. I think that's the argument for Manny Machado, that we've never seen the Padres look bad if Manny is playing at his best. Well, the, the other thing, too, is even in a down year for Manny Machado, I'm down that's why I'm down to take my chances yeah. with Manny because I know I'm going to get 30 home runs and I know I'm going to get a lot of games played. Yeah, you in know? 2022 they didn't have Fernando Tatis Jr. at all, yeah. and but they had a really good MVP type Manny Machado, and they ended up getting to where they wanted to go. I think that's the argument you make for Manny. I think Tatis, you're right. The argument is the ceiling and just the the transcendent MVP season. You know he could put up if he was at his best. But I am. I'm sticking with Xander Bogarts, knowing there's so much more than we saw last year in a fully healthy, performing Xander Bogarts. That if he could put up those numbers that Paulie just told us, you know, the 30 plus bombs, 115, 20 RBI, hitting over 300, 
that I'll take my chances with the other two. And that, to me, is a extremely dangerous core of your lineup that that needs help around it, but not as much as, as you would think. We never saw it, really. We never saw all three of those guys at the same time clicking. And if it does happen at some point this year, uh, you better believe the Padres are going to be a dangerous team in 2024. Now, there are a lot of ifs on that. There's health. There's, you know... Bouncing back from what, you know, Xander and, and getting to where he needs to be. And you can't count on that. And the Padres need to, to factor that in that you can't just assume those guys are going to always have their best seasons, but there is a path. There's absolutely a path for the Padres in 2024 to still be a, a good, yeah, a really good to, team to make some noise. Certainly. I, I, I would, I'm not going to go into this baseball season, you know, looking at a, a, a glass and saying, no, I mean, we have no chance. I mean, it's going to be. They're all uphill battles. It's going to be an uphill battle for the Dodgers, and they are stacked, Ben. They put a complete target on their back. You're everybody, the Dodgers are going to get everybody's best all year long, um, like the Aztecs get. Every time the Aztecs get played, Ben, they want to beat the, the San Diego State Aztecs every single time in the Mountain West. You're going to have a target on your back. And, you know, lying in the weeds, going out, seeing what you can do, you know, you're going to be down a couple of superstars or whatever. Um, listen, stranger things have happened. Caitlin in our chat, I love Caitlin. She's smart because she she put in the comments, the only right answer is Jake Cronenworth. Oh, if he and, has a good year. And the reason I kept him out of that, the trio that I wanted to discuss is because that is so obviously the right answer. Right, yeah. That, that is, it's not that even is, worth discussing. That is the 100% right <laughs> the answer. The Padres don't have any left-handers. And if they need someone to have a good season, and you're just picking, like, I need someone to have their best season, it's Jake, Jake, Jake. And I'll take my chances with all three of those. Yeah, right. yeah the conversation and, ends. And please, give me 20 home runs from Jake. and What is uh, a career year A 280 for average and stolen bases and great defense at second or wherever they put him. And he's left-handed, which balances out the Padres lineup. Absolutely, no a brainer. bounce-back season from Jake Cronenworth is the right answer. The problem is... <laughs> Is that goes back to, you know, my dreaming Padres days. You're now all of a sudden hoping on something that there's not a lot of evidence to support it at this point. Jake has gone the wrong direction the last two years. Uh, you could bet on Jake because you, you believe in him and we like him. We love him, yeah. And you know he's putting in the work, but the evidence is not there to support the idea that Jake can have a huge season this year. I would love, I would love for him to come out of left field. Guys, do it. They, they have two bad seasons. Ask Cody Bellinger. You have two bad seasons. You come back, you have a really good season. Jake's last couple of months before he got hit on the wrist and was out for the last month were actually pretty good. 750 OPS around there. I take that from Jake next year. It's, it's certainly in there still. But that requires a little more... Cross your fingers, close your eyes, and please, Jake, have a really good season. I would love it more than anything else because the Padres need a left-hander to have a good season. And Jake is the – Caitlin, you are so you are savvy there because that's the, absolutely the right answer. That's the only answer. Yeah. And and honestly, out of all the people we're heading out to spring training in, in a couple of months or whatever, he's the guy I'm most interested in, in talking to. And I, I love Jake. We have a good relationship, our show and him. But I want to know, you know, how he's feeling. What did he do? How is he, you know, planning to – to change it, you know, and and I, he, it's such. Or is a, it like Will Myers, where you tinker so much and you never ever get locked in? Do you you overwork it? Do you underwork I it? Know. I don't know what you do. I'm excited to talk to yeah. him, though. I am, and and you know, it, it, there's a good baseball player in there. 
There absolutely is. Of course is. there is. He's a really good We've seen player. It. Yeah. Two-time All-Star. Yep. Yep. 100%. So I think uh, he, he is one, is going to be a fascinating interview subject uh, in spring training this year. Hopefully he comes out man on a mission uh, to prove a lot of people wrong. And here's the problem. I think he was a man on a mission last year. Mission just never got accomplished. I, I think yep. he's always been a man on a mission. That's I don't. I don't doubt. I wish. I wish the problem was simply that Jake rolled in last year and thought it was all going to come his way, and you know, learned his lesson, and now he's going to prepare this year. It's not. No, he, it, it's not. He like came in on a mission, and he did. He just couldn't figure it out. That's yep. that's almost harder than. You know, maybe getting overconfident and well, learning a, a new... lesson. I, that's not. I don't think that's Jake's problem. I told you my theory. His old college buddy was the hitting coach, and he was the only one that subscribed to his methods, and it didn't work for him. He's, I think he's going to have a much better year. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, Padres hypotheticals. This is what we've been reduced to when A.J. <laughs> Preller it. makes no moves. <laughs> I love Maybe it. Maybe Mike Schilt will give him something to talk about on Annie and Elston a little bit later. We'll come back. Two hours to go. Stephen A. goes on a rant and more all coming up here on 97.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.